بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد نسلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ ٹوڈے از دا نائنٹینتھ آف مارچ ان دی ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی of the blessed surah al-hajj so inshallah today going through the verses 19 up to and including verse 22 so verse 19 audhu billahi minashaitan rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim these two antagonists dispute with each other about their lord but those who deny for them will be cut out a garment of fire over their heads will be poured Hameen. So who is being referred to here? Who are the two antagonists? So it mentions, so this is recorded in Sayyih Bukhari and Sayyih Muslim, Fat Al-Bari, 8-297, Ibn Kathir's Tafsir, Volume 6, page 541 of the English translation. Abu Dhar, radiyallahu, he recited the opening portion of this verse. هذان خصمان خصمان اختصموا في ربهم these two opponents dispute with each other about their lord abu dhar he swore this was revealed concerning sayyidina hamza and his two companions radiyallahu ta'ala and utba and his two companions on the on the day of badr when they came forward to engage in single combat So in this flawless report, Abu Dhar said this was the opening jewels at Badr when Hamza went forward, Ubaidah ibn al-Harith went forward and Ali ibn Abu Talib, all cousins and uncle of the Prophet to face their counterparts, the unbelieving Quraysh, Utbah ibn Rabi'ah, Walid ibn Utbah Shaybah ibn Rabi'ah. But the Quran says they had a dispute. <laughs> so what were they talking about? We'll come to that, inshallah. In another report, in Sayyid Bukhari, and Ibn Kathir's Tafsir, volume 6, page 542 of the English translation, Ali radiyallahu, who was one of the three, he said, I will be the first one to kneel down before the most merciful so that the dispute may be settled on the day of resurrection. So Ali radiyallahu said that when he was talking to his counterpart, there was a dispute. He said, I will be the first to kneel down and to settle the dispute. In another report, it mentions, this is again in Sayyid Bukhari. Case, a sunni later, he said about this verse. They are the ones who came forward for single combat on the day of Badr. Ali, Hamza, Ubaidah versus Shaybah. Utbah and Al-Walid. So this is the context. So now look at the sequence. In the previous verse, the verse of prostration, Allah Ta'ala mentions, all of creation prostrates to me. And then he goes, many amongst mankind. But then he says, but a great number also are fit for punishment. <laughs> so Allah Ta'ala is mentioning those who prostrate to him and those who don't. So look how beautiful, immediately after that, Allah Ta'ala mentions this argument between the two forces, the two opening uh, combatants. 
But in another report, again in Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Mujahid and Atah, they said this refers to unbelievers and believers, all of them. The story of Badr as well as Udas. For the believers want to support the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whilst the unbelievers want to extinguish the light of Iman and to defeat the truth and cause falsehood to prevail. This was the view favored by Ibn Jarir. It is good. So even though the verse was in specific reference to the opening combatants at Badr, Ibn Jarir and many of the Salaf, they mentioned that it's about all of the unbelievers and of course the believers. But the reason for the revelation is the opening combatants. So now what was the conversation? So there's other reports. So this is recorded in Ruh al-Ma'ani, Hafiz al-Alusi's commentary. Qalbi, he relates. Utba, Shayba, Walid ibn Utba, the unbelievers who came out for combat. They said to Ali, Hamza and other believers, in their pride and haughtiness, they said to the believers, your religion is nothing. Even if what you say is true, our condition in the hereafter will be better than yours. Just as it is now better in this world. This verse, Ayah Surah 45 verse 21 was revealed in reply to their claim. And the translation of that verse, Do those who have earned evil think we will make them equal to those who believe and do good deeds, so that their living and the dead will be the same? It is an evil claim which they make. So let's look at this. Now the conversation is mentioned. So the three... Unbelievers who came out, what did they say to Ubaidah, Hamza and Ali? Because your religion is nothing. Even if what you say is true, look at the arrogance in that. Even if you're right, we will be better than you in the hereafter. Just like we're better than you now. So Allah Ta'ala reveals Surah 45 verse 21. In another report, in Ruh al-Ma'ali, Hafiz al-Alusi, he said, Rahmatullah Ali, Although this verse was revealed in connection with the believers and unbelievers, they cannot be equal. The condition of a sinful believer, an obedient believer can be gauged from it. So now what's he talking about? So Hafiz al-Alusi is talking about Surah 45 verse 21. So Surah 45 verse 21, what does Allah Ta'ala say? He's talking to the unbelievers. Do those who have earned evil think we will make them equal to those who believe and do good? So Hafiz al-Alusi says correct, believers and unbelievers. But it can also be used for the sinful and obedient believer. Because you can gauge their piety. That is the two cannot be equal. That is why we see many worshippers crying when they read this verse. To the extent it is known as a verse which causes worshippers to cry. So what Hafiz al-Alusi is saying, Rahmatullah is even though Allah Ta'ala revealed that verse, Surah 45 verse 21, about the Badris and the combatants who came out, because you can't compare the two. You can also use the verse for the believing pious and the sinful believers. And the reason is because many of the Salaf wept upon this verse. So why would the Salaf were They're believers. So where does it mention that they wept, that they wept here? So, there's a few reports. So, Surah 45, verse 21, Surah Jatiya. So, in Tabarani, 
زہبی انسیر بغوی العصاب ابن کتیر تفسیر مسروق رحمۃ اللہ علیہ سر تمیم الداری رضی اللہ ہی ونس ٹوڈ ان والنٹری پریئر تھرو آؤٹ دا نائٹ اونٹل مارننگ اینڈ ہی واز اونلی ریسائٹنگ دس ورس سورت 45 ورس 21 ام حسب الذين اجتلهو نجتله السيئات ان نجعلها كالذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وات Do those who seek after evil think we shall hold them equal with those who believe and do righteous deeds? Subhanallah. So in this authentic report, Tamim al-Dari is reciting that verse all night in Tajjit. Question, if it was only about the unbelievers, why is he weeping? So he can't be. He's talking, he's showing his piety. He's thinking, you know, look how Allah is warning us. In another report, Al-Zahabi in his seer, Ibn Asakir in his tahdeeb, Al-Haytami in Al-Fatih. And Sifat al-Safwa, Muhammad ibn Sirin said, Tamim al-Dari radiyallahu used to recite the whole Qur'an in one rakat. So look how it's interesting. On one night, he's reciting one verse all night. <laughs> On another occasion, in one rakat, the entire Qur'an, Tamim al-Dari radiyallahu. Also, in Sifat al-Safwa 3-39, Ar-Rabi ibn Khutayim rahmatullahi alayhi he wept the entire night reciting this verse. I Surah 45 verse 21. So note, it's definitely also talking about the believers and those, of course, with unbelief. So this explains partially what the conversation was that they had. That was interesting. Surely after that all three were dead. The Sahaba killed all three. But Allah Ta'ala wanted the entire world to know that even before the jeweling, there was a conversation taking place. And note the honor given to the Badris, Allah Ta'ala has mentioned them. Then the verse continues. Going back to verse 19. These two antagonists dispute with each other about their Lord. Then it says, But those who deny, for them will be cut out a garment of fire. So for the unbelievers, Allah Ta'ala says, فَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا قُتِّعَتْ لَهُمْ فِيَابٌ مِنْ نَارٌ What are these garments of fire? So in Ibn Jarir and Ibn Katir's tafsir, Sa'id Ibn Jubair, Rahmatullahi, he recited this portion, he explained, It is of copper, for it is the hottest of things when it is heated. So the garments are copper. Now what's interesting about copper, when you heat it, it can absorb heat the best. That is the garment Allah Ta'ala will cut out for them in the fire. According to what Sayyid Ibn Jubair said. And these garments are beyond comprehension. Why? Because there's a hadith. In Tabarani, number 2683, Sayyidina Umar, radiyallahu, he said, Jibreel alayhi salatu wasalam once told Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam that if the clothing of the people of Jahannam were to be hung between the sky and the earth, Its intense heat would have destroyed all living things on earth. Astaghfirullah. So what did the Prophet say? Or what was he informed of? You take a clothing, imagine, of a washing line as they say, and you just dangle it in the earth, the sky of the earth. Everybody would die. So you can't really picture it. Somebody goes, okay, copper garments. You get, you get a sort of an idea, but do you understand? That is going to be placed on them. If it kills all the inhabitants of the earth, what punishment is given to them? So note that Hadith gives you the detail. Allah doesn't go into great detail. All he says is, 
the kuffar for them will be cut out garments of fire. And this is also interesting. Why? Because when you look at the people in fire, the first thing to burn is the clothing. Their clothing won't burn. It's a punishment. It just heats, increasing the velocity of the fire. Allah, Allah preserves. Then it says at the end of the verse, over their heads will be poured hameen. يُصَبُّ مِنْ فَوْقِ الْأُوسِهِبُ الْحَمِينَ So here, Ibn Kathir, he recited this and he explained in his tafsir. Meaning when the hameen, which is water that is heated to the ultimate degree, is poured down over their heads. So hameen is water which has reached its peak in terms of absorbing heat. That will be poured over their heads. In a hadith, he explains in detail. In Tirmidhi, number 2591, Hassan Sahih Gharib, Ibn Jarir, Ibn Kathir, Imam Ahmad in his Muslim, number 8873. Our beloved messenger, said, Hameem will be poured over their heads. It will penetrate their skulls until it reaches what is inside. And what is inside will melt until it reaches their feet. This is the sihr, the melting. Then he will be restored to the state he was before. So in this flawless report in Tirmidhi and Ahmad, the hameem literally goes straight to the skull, the brain. And it acts like ultra acid. It just pulverizes everything within. And it goes straight to the feet and is instantly brought back. And what word did the Prophet use? He used the word... This is the sihru. Now why did he say that? Because the Quran says in verse 20, yusharu With it, it will melt. So the Prophet is using the Quranic terminology. And this water is so hot that even the angels have to carry it with equipment. In Ibn Abi Hatim, Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Abdullah ibn Sadir, added, the angel will come to him carrying the vessel with a pair of Tongues, because of its immense heat. So imagine, even the angels have to use some sort of a, you know, a device to hold, so to pour it over as a punishment. And also, there's another report which adds details. So this narration is recorded in Tirmidhi, number two thousand five hundred and eighty-three. Ahmad in his Musnad 5-265, Hakim in his Mustadrak 2-251. Ibn al-Mubarak in his Zuhd, Abu Nu'im al-Hilya 8-812, Ibn Abi Dunya, Nasai, number 11,263, is Hassan al-Mishkat. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he said, He will draw it near his mouth, but he will dislike it. But when it will be taken nearer to him, it will scold his face, and the skin of his head will fall. When he will eventually be forced to drink it, it will cut his entrails to pieces till it comes out from his prosthesia. Allah the Almighty and Glorious says, and he recited Surah 47, verse 15. He will be given hameem so that it will cut their intestines to pieces. So in this authentic report in Nasai, Tirmadi and Ahmad, the Prophet said, they will drink it. So one is pouring over the head, punishment. One is drinking. And eventually, when it gets near, the skin will melt. And when they drink it, 
it will cut the intestines to pieces. Now, what's interesting about that? The people who are experts in the medicinal field, they say that the most excruciating pain that a human being can experience is when the contents of the intestines are perforated. So what does that mean? If anything leaks out of the intestines, you as a human feel the most severe is pain. What does the Quran say? It will cut their intestines to pieces. So Allah knows you and the punishment he's given shows that he knows you. But that's just a normal perforation. What if it's Hameen? Astaghfirullah. And also he recited another passage which is interesting. Surah 18 verse 29 in the same hadith. So Surah 18 verse 29 Allah mentions also another detail. He says, If they implore relief, they will be granted kalmuhl, melted brass, that will scald their faces. How dreadful the drink, how uncomfortable a couch. So the Prophet also recited this. Muhl, another punishment which is given to them, i.e. to drink. So the Hamim is mentioned here again. Hamim will be poured over their heads. So note the garments of fire and then also the Hamim being poured over their heads. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserves. Amen. Verse 20. With it will be melted what is within their bodies as well as their skins. So note again, the hadith explained this. The skin is melting because of the hameem being brought near and it melts what's within the body because of the consumption. Verse 21. In addition, there will be maces of iron, i.e. to punish them. So what is this? So in a hadith in Ibn Jarir and Ibn Kathir's tafsir, Abdullah Ibn Abbas recited this verse 21. He explained, they will be struck with the maces of iron and with each blow, a limb will be severed and they will cry out for oblivion there and then. So Ibn Abbas explained the verse to say that you are struck with maces of iron, huge mallets of iron. And each strike literally rips off a limb. So what's interesting, when you're cutting a limb, if you use something sharp, the limb will sever easily. But if you've got a blunt instrument, how does that sever a limb? And the mace of iron is blunt, but the strength is so severe, it still rips off the limb. And then they will want to be killed immediately, but it's not going to happen, the Hadith mentions. Also, the report mentions. So this narration is in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad 3-29, Hakim in his Mustadrak 4-600, Al-Haytabi in Majma Az-Zawai 10-388, Ibn Abidunya Al-Bidaya and Abu Ya'la and it's a Sahih Hadith. Number 1384. Abu Sa'id relates that our beloved messenger said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam لو أن مقمعا من حديد وضع على الأرض واجتمع عليك الثقلان ما أقلوه من الأرض. 
if a mace with which a criminal will be punished in hell is placed on earth, all of the jinn and men united on earth will not be able to lift it. If a mace with which a criminal will be punished in hell is placed on the earth, all the thakalain, the two heavy ones, the jinn and men on earth could not lift it. So again, your mind can't comprehend that. You think, okay, I, I understand what a mother is. No, you don't. <laughs> Which mother is so heavy that all the jinn and men can't lift it. And don't forget the jinn, their strength is phenomenal. The ifrit, imagine all the ifrit trying to lift this mace, they can't do it. So that is being used in this sahih hadith to strike. But the details aren't given. The Prophet's mentioning the details, giving you the, you know, the details to explain further. And also, it mentions in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad 3-83, Abu Ya'la, number 1377, Al-Haytami in Majma Al-Zawait 10-388, Al-Bidaya The Prophet said, If the iron mace was struck on a mountain, it would turn to dust, but resemble afterwards. So the Prophet is now giving you the hypothetical. Because if that iron mace was struck on a mountain, it's dust. But it's not going to be struck on mountains. It's going to be struck on you. <laughs> so if a mountain turns to dust, what's it going to do to you? Severs the limbs. But instantly it reassembles the Prophet said, In Ibn Abi Dunya, Malik Ibn Dinar, he added, When the inmates of hell are there, they will be hit by a mace which will make them sink in the mountain Hamim for a year, as anyone in the world drowns. So basically the strike is so severe that it literally knocks you a year into the ocean. It'll take you a year to come out of the water. So how severe is that strike? Right? So again, you know, you really can't appreciate what, what's been mentioned. But Allah preserves and also it mentions. So this is recorded in Imam Ahmad in his Zuhd. Malik ibn Dinar rahmatullah he said, When the dwellers of hell get the feel of a beating with the iron mallet, they dip themselves into the hameem of hell and they will stay submerged as a person would sink in the world. So when they are struck, according to this report from the Salaf, they will want to get some sort of coolness and they will literally throw themselves into Hamim. And we've just described Hamim. And they will it goes, they would sink into it like a drowning person. So meaning they're being battered from pillar to post. They they go one way they get punished. They try to go somewhere else to get relief. That's also a punishment. So there's no relief. It's absolutely surrounding them from every side. I, the, the punishments mentioned. Verse 22. Every time they wish to get away therefrom from anguish, they will be forced back therein. It will be said, taste the penalty of the fire. So here Allah the Almighty and Glorious, what does he say? He says, they are trying to find an escape, but they are constantly being forced back into the punishment. And they will be told constantly, taste, now look at the wording which is interesting, 
Vuku. Adab al-Hariq. Taste. So what does it mean? Taste. It means your inner being is going to be feeling the fire. It's not just the exterior. You're going to be tasting punishment externally and also internally. Salman al-Farsi, he recited verse 22. He explained, The fire of hell is, is dark black. Its sparks also have no light, nor does its embers. So when Allah Ta'ala mentions, they will try to escape, they're blind. Because it's dark, it's completely dark. The fire is dark, the, the, the sparks are dark. So you need light to escape. So Salman is explaining, where are you going to go? You don't even know, you're like a blind bar. You're getting punished from every, every single conceivable angle. And there's another passage in Surah 32 verse 20. In Surah 32 verse 20, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions there in Surah Sajda. At the end of the verse. Every time they wish to get away therefrom, they will be forced. It will be said, taste you the punishment of the fire, that which you used to reject as false. So an addition is mentioned here. In Surah Sajda, Surah 32, verse 20, they are rebuked. But what are they now being rebuked with? Because this is the punishment which you thought was fairy tales. It goes, enjoy it now. And what's interesting, the fire of hell is like that to the unbelievers. They, they mock it. They go, oh, this is why you pray and you do this and you do that. It's because you believe that you're going to get roasted. And because you believe in fairy tales. So Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, taste the penalty of the fire. That which you believe to be false. Because is this false? Or is this real? So note the punishment fits the crime. And for their Ibn Iyad said in Ibn Kathir's tafsir, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their hands will be tied, their feet will be chained, the flames will lift them up, and the angels will strike them. And then he recited this verse, Surah 32, verse 20. So they are bound by chains. The fire is lifting them and the angels are striking them. And they are in continuous agony. And there is no protection from the wrath of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So note in these blessed verses, Allah Ta'ala is mentioning First of all, the disputants of Badr. And then he goes on to explain a little glimpse into what sort of torture is awaiting these unfortunate souls. And not most of the details are in the hadith of the Prophet And we seek refuge in Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his wrath. Amen. So I'll recite the verses and we will conclude. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم هذان خصمان اختصموا في ربهم فالذين كفروا قطعت لهم ثياب من نار يصب من فوق رؤوسهم رؤوسهم الحميم يصخر به ما في بطونهم والجلود وَلَهُمْ مَقَامِئُ مِنْ حَدِيدٍ كُلَّمَا أَرَادُوا أَنْ يَخْرُجُوا مِنْهَا مِنْ غَمٍ عُئِيدُوا فِيهَا 
We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He makes the Quran that I be of a heart. And I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He forgives me for any edits which I may have in the books.